Welcome to Skincare Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A Method, the medical grade skincare brand co founded by induction therapy CEO Angelia Insko in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome, listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, co-host of Skincare Moxie, and I'm so happy to be back here in Florida with my good friend and skincare expert, Angelia Insko, after working in Tennessee for the past two weeks. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Tennessee, too, but the beach is where I find my peace. Kelly, it is so glad to have you back on the Gulf Coast. And now that we're both Gulf Coast girls, welcome back. We missed you greatly. Thank you. I love that song by Caroline Jones, Gulf Coast Girl. Have you heard it? No. I'll have to play it for you. (laughs) Anyway, I missed y'all too. And today's topic is one that I consider foundational when it comes to skincare. We're going to be talking about eye creams. I think that was one of the first products I bought when I was younger and started to think about skincare was an eye cream. Do they really work? What ingredients should we be looking for in an eye cream? How much should we be spending on eye creams? Because they range from very inexpensive to super, super expensive. And we're going to talk about everything you could possibly ever want to know about eye creams and eye serums. So, Angelie, I'd like to start out asking you a basic question. Do eye creams really work? Yes, they do, Kelly. I'm not surprised at the answer. So explain to us a little bit more about why eye creams work. So, Kelly, let's go back to like kind of how people start. First of all, usually eye creams will, like you said, be one of the first things that someone buys for their skincare. So the reason being is, is that skin is so thin around your eyes and you have so much muscle movement. That's pretty much the first place you will begin to notice lines and it's around your eyes. So that's usually over and above like a cleanser, like, you know, people like, or maybe a light moisturizer, but a product that actually treats something on your skin. Typically that's going to be one of the first things that a girl or lady will run out and buy. So your eyes are getting a much greater workout because every time you move your eyes, whether you squint or you smile or you just widen your eyes and surprise, you're using those muscles around your eyes. So what about, we talk a lot on this podcast about collagen. How does that play into aging of the eyes? So because that is the thinnest skin and collagen, as we've said before, is kind of like the mattress pad to your skin, then that, as you begin to deplete collagen, which is usually around the age of 30, then that skin will thin down and thinner skin will begin to show lines. It'll also begin to show more, potentially more pigment behind it or be more hollow. So if we can keep that plump, it lessens all those effects. And then the first thing we start to notice or one of the first things is crow's feet, the dreaded crow's feet. So the sooner that we start taking care of our eyes, the better chance we have of prolonging getting crow's feet. So also I read that smoking is really bad for the skin around your eyes. And also just like any other thing, you have to protect your eyes from the sun. Correct. So a couple of things. Smoking's bad for anything. Let's go there. It's really, really, really bad for your skin. It causes your skin just can't even heal as well. And it just depletes all the oxygen from your skin which then causes it to age much quicker. Also, talking about the sun, just wearing like sunglasses. So years ago when I started working for some plastic surgeons and they were doing Botox, I hate needles, first of all, which some people (laughs) find really funny because I have a microneedling device with needles, but I hate needles. So that being said, 
they do the Botox, you know, to obviously help with, you know, your clabella and the, the, the what they call the 11s. And squinting really, really causes that because it causes you to use those muscles. So I started because I never wanted to have to have Botox. I had sunglasses everywhere. Be sure you're wearing those sunglasses so you don't squint so much. Not only that, they protect your eyes from the sun, but they also are protecting your eyes from wrinkling. So should you get the UV protected sunglasses or what are they called? The polar. Polar. Yeah. Polarized sunglasses. Yes. Okay. So because otherwise they don't protect your eyes to the degree that polarized sunglasses do. Right. I've done some research on glasses, sunglasses, and like the colors and what's best and all that. Don't ask me why. I don't even know why I did it, but I did. And Maui Gems is some of the best sunglasses out there. And I have nothing to do with Maui Gems. I don't sell Maui Gems, but they are. And the lenses, and they actually say the rose-colored lenses is some of the best lenses for your eyes. Oh, well, that's good because I lost my last pair of Maui gems in the Gulf of Mexico recently. So (laughs) welcome to the Gulf. It's time for me to go buy another pair. So I'll go back and look for those, the rose tinted Maui gem sunglasses. So talk to us about the difference between an eye cream or an eye serum, because there are different formulations. You see the creams that are more like lotions or moisturizer, and then you see the serums that are thicker. So what's the difference and which one is better? It really depends on your skin type. It's really just a delivery mechanism, cream or serum for certain ingredients. But as you can see, an aging person or dry person would probably prefer a cream around their eyes because they need that extra moisture. Or somebody who's oily would probably prefer a serum because serums are not typically oily. They're typically more towards like a water-based type product. And how do you apply it? Talk to us a little bit about that. Do you apply it on your eyelid as well or just only around your eyes? Well, I don't really recommend the eyelids. They can be kind of sensitive. I think after you kind of work up to using certain ingredients, you can maybe just come a little bit more down on your eyelid, but you want to be careful. Number one, you could have an allergic reaction to the eyelids. Something could get in your eye and you could then begin rubbing your eyes. And all that rubbing from allergies actually helping making those wrinkles even worse. So I would encourage you probably to stay away from the top of the eyelids. Okay. So do we just pat it lightly under our eyes? From the outside in. From the outside in. That way you're pushing everything in instead of pushing any lines out to those crow's feet corners. Dab from the outside in. I've been doing that the opposite way. That ain't helping. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of working against yourself, Kelly. Okay. Well, I'm learning. I learn something every week that... It sometimes I learn that I'm doing something right. Yes. And sometimes I learn that I'm doing something wrong. So that's definitely one that I will remember from now on. So, you know, one of the things I'm just curious about, just because I like to ask these questions about old wise tales and if they're true or not, is so my mother and my grandmother, they always put Vaseline around their eyes and they always said, Oh, be sure, you know, they taught me as a teenager. When you start thinking about those things, use ivory soap and then put some Vaseline around your eyes and on your lips before you go to bed. So is that really a good way to treat your eyes? No, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) So I understand, obviously, that some of our ancestors didn't have the knowledge that we have. They certainly didn't have maybe the opportunity to have access to some of the products and ingredients we have. I mean, Gosh, just since I've been in skincare, it has come so far with the amount of ingredients. Really, we used to treat everybody with glycolic, retinol, glycolic, retinol. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and now it. we've got all these peptides and vitamin C's and all these different 
plant stem cells and human growth factors and all that. So no, don't use Vaseline. So a couple of things about Vaseline. It is occlusive and it can cause you to get like little bumps around your eyes. You know, if you're from trapping in oils and things like that, because it's occlusive and it doesn't really allow your skin to breathe. And anything that doesn't allow your skin to breathe is really not good for your skin. The only time you really want to go to items like that is if you've had some sort of procedure where your skin needs an occlusive put on it and your doctor would direct you in that direction. But it's never something you should ever be using on your skin every day. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And I'll be sure to let my mom know in case she's still doing it. She may be. So... Talk about the concentration of ingredients in eye creams or eye serums. Are these products more highly concentrated to help your eyes? Talk to us about that. So they could be more highly concentrated in some ingredients, but less concentrated in other ingredients. So first of all, glycolic acids, retinols, and vitamin Cs, because our eyes are so sensitive and because usually when we put something on our skin, Let's say if we're putting a retinol on our face, they usually would say stop kind of at your orbital bone. It's still going to crawl some, if you will, you know, seep into up and over that orbital bone and get into that eye area. But we want to be careful because around your eyes is thinner and it can be so sensitive. There's other ingredients, though, that we use like vitamin K. That's for dark circles. That is something that you should not be sensitive to around your eye. And we do like to use higher concentrations of that to help with dark circles around your eyes. So in some cases, the active things that tend to irritate your skin, we want to be less aggressive on, which, so some people say, why do I need an eye cream over another moisturizer? Well, that would probably be one of the biggest reasons is because those ingredients are formulated not to be so sensitive to your eyes and still get you results. So I have a question about, as I've aged, I've noticed that the skin on my eyelids has gotten darker, Mm -hmm. almost like. Is that hyperpigmentation of the eyelids? It could be, yes. Is there anything that you can do to make sure that the skin on your eyelids doesn't get darker or to help brighten it? That's a very good question, considering we just said that some th- the eyelids are very, you know, kind of difficult to work with. Number one, I would say always keep some sunscreen on there. Mm-hmm. You know, like the powdered sunscreen that we have is great because right. it's not going to irritate your eyes. There's nothing in it that'll run into your eyes. So I would suggest that. And then number two is microneedling. You can kind of microneedle the eyelids so lightly, and that would actually help with that hyperpigmentation and to potentially use like a vitamin K cream up there. Okay. could potentially help. And that should not really bother your eyes, but I would be concerned. I mean, when you go up there and you use something on those eyelids, you want to use things that have less ingredients, not more, just to minimize irritation. And if I was going to put something on my eyelids... I would start with only putting just a little bit to see if I was going to react on one lid, not on both. Right. Okay. That's good advice. And I usually just cover it up with makeup. Like I'll put a brightening eyeshadow or something. So that helps it. But I've wondered if that's just a skin concern that some women start to see as they age. And speaking of skin concerns, what are some of the top skin concerns that eye creams address? So they address puffiness. Dark circles, hydration, fine lines and wrinkles. So pretty much anything you're addressing any of your other skin for can be found there. But usually it'll happen around your eyes quicker than maybe the rest of your face. Just because the rest of our face has so much more collagen, it's so much thicker that you'll hold your hydration and everything better there before you start to notice that depleting. 
Angelia, what do you think if there was one ingredient in an eye cream that you always want to look for? What is the most important ingredient in your opinion? Well, hyaluronic acid is a great ingredient to have around the eyes for hydration. Vitamin K, if you have dark circles, is something you'd like to see. Rosemary is a great natural ingredient for puffiness. I mean, we have an eye cream that has rosemary in it, and it instantly helps with puffiness when you put it on. So that's a great ingredient to have. And I personally like to see a little bit of retinol. All these things that we're talking about, Kelly, we're talking about hydration and puffiness and dark circles. But remember, one reason we start to see some of this, not the puffiness, is because we're depleting collagen. And we need to do something to keep that collagen, to build that tissue and the collagen back up underneath there. And by using a lower amount of retinol, we can get some of that effect. We don't want to necessarily use the strength that we have on our skin, you know, our facial tissue. But up around the eye, if you could use one a little bit lower, maybe like a quarter of a percent instead of a percent, for instance. And what about caffeine and eye creams? Because I see that a lot, too. So caffeine, what it does is it's a vascular constrictor. So if, once again, if you're red and puffy around the eyes, it could help with that. Might give you racy eyes, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> zoom, what, zoom. <laughs> is that why you hear like green tea, tea bags or, you know, putting cold spoons or cold compresses? Cucumbers. Haven't you always heard cucumbers? Oh, yes, cucumbers. And when you see all the ladies in the spa and they're laying there getting ready for their facials and they got the cucumbers on their eyes. Cucumbers are very calming. You know what some people say do for puffiness? Preparation H. You heard that all your life, I think. You talk about one of those old wise tales. Yes, I have heard that. I'd like to circle back to talk about dark circles because I have dark circles and I have since I was a little girl. Isn't some of that hereditary? Yes, it can be, Kelly. So is there a specific ingredient or eye cream I should look for for dark circles? And what are the key ingredients? Vitamin K. Is what, right. what, what I'm going to Vitamin K, you've mentioned that yeah. already. Anything else? You know, vitamin Cs could help, but you just have to be careful how much vitamin C you're getting up around the eyes because it can be irritating. So you need to be sure it's a low dose. And niacinamide, which is pretty gentle, that can help too. That's been known to brighten the skin. Those clinical studies were done at the University of Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. Whoa. <laughs> what is niacinamide? I haven't heard of that ingredient. It comes from vitamin B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once again, all these things usually lead back to what's a natural ingredient, you know? Right. What about volume loss? You know, I look at older ladies and I'm 53 now, so I'm starting to be in that category. And your eyes start to look a little bit more sunken in and there's like a a loss of volume. Is there anything specifically we can do to keep the volume plumped up other than what you've already told us? Start early. Start early. Early and often. (laughs) Yes. An ounce of provisions worth a pound of cure. So, Start early treating around your eyes. The longer you let it go, the harder it is to correct. And one reason is because it is so hard to use higher levels of active ingredients up around the eye without getting irritation. So if you start when you're young and you build up, you'll be able to use a higher concentration of active ingredients over time. Well, that's potential. But also, if you're just starting with low level of ingredients as you start younger, you're going to be able to maintain that better with those lower level of ingredients than trying to correct it. Okay, gotcha. And unless you've been living under a rock, we've all seen the influx of eye masks on the market. So what should we be looking for in an eye mask? And do you recommend eye masks? So Kelly, I've never used an eye mask. And I really can't see how an eye mask would be any better than using 
eye creams, for instance. I have seen some eye products out there that use a lot of silicone in them. And what that silicone does is it goes in and it fills in those lines around the eyes and instantly you look lifted. But the moment it gets wet, it goes away. So it's some drying effect with the silicone and it's all basically an illusion. It's not really correcting anything about your skin. And that's what we want to be wary of because if we're not really correcting, then that's never going to go away. And it's actually only going to allow it to kind of get worse while you're using those because in your head, you're thinking it's getting better because it looks better. I've never really used them, but I've seen them. I mean, at trade shows that they've put them on people and instantly they do look better. So instantly people buy it, you know? Right. But it's not a long-term fix. Everybody's looking for a quick fix. So maybe if you had a hot date or a special occasion and you wanted to pop one on before, but don't expect it to be the cure right. for anti-aging end-all be-all. Okay. So are there some other natural ways to help our eyes look better and less puffy and less tired? It's the simple things, Kelly, like getting plenty of sleep, reducing your salt intake, staying hydrated, staying committed to using eye creams around your eyes, and... Wear sunglasses. Wear sunglasses. And so we didn't talk about this, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Eye cream is both AM and PM, correct? Yes. To be the most effective, you should use it AM and PM. Okay. Make sure you get some sunscreen up around those eyes. Sunscreens can be very irritating, Kelly, because a lot of them, we've talked about this before, you shouldn't be using these, but a lot of them have chemicals in them. But the powdered sunscreen that we have has none of that in it and will not irritate your eyes. It's perfect for around your eyes because you don't have to worry about it burning your eyes. And also it doesn't leave them that goopy look around your eyes. It doesn't run when you start to sweat. Right. So that's the perfect solution to eye sunscreen because you've also taught us that we should use sunscreens that are zinc or titanium based and the A-Methods powder sunscreen is. So it solves multiple problems in one product. Well, it's that time in the podcast where I ask you for a shameless plug and you can pick any A-Method product that you are super excited about this week and share why you love it with our audience. And I'm hoping it's an eye product. (laughs) It is. It's Bright Nice and it has vitamin K in it, which we've talked about. It has rosemary in it for puffiness and the vitamin K for dark circles. It has a little bit of retinol in it to help to keep that collagen stimulated around there. So It does everything that you need done around the eyes. I don't know. People love it. The texture's great. So I would encourage you to try it. And we can find that on theamethod.com. Yes, you can. And about how expensive is it? It's about 60 bucks. Okay. Somewhere around that. Six, maybe 68, somewhere in the 60s. Okay. And that's one last question I want to ask you is about pricing. How do you know how much is too much to pay for a good eye cream? Kelly, I've seen eye creams range all the way up to $250, $300, and they're not doing any more than some way less than 100 I mean, the whole part of this podcast is to educate people on ingredients so they got, can go out and make those educated decisions and not be just sold on a bunch of marketing hype. Right. So that would be, you know, what I encourage you to do. Other than that, I think, you know, as women, we go out and they give us some sort of marketing hype or we see some ad, you know, in a magazine or or, or they, they give test us a it sample. On us. They give us a sample and then, oh, that's great. And then, you know, we go back and we spend all this money that really wasn't necessary. 
Right. So it's more about looking for the active ingredients more than the brand or the price Mm -hmm. and knowing that you're going to get those active ingredients in more of a medical spa, dermatology, esthetician, plastic surgeon setting than you are just going up to the beauty counter or the drugstore on the corner. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, Kelly, in saying all that, I would encourage any listeners who, when they hear this podcast, if they would like to have a sample of Bright and I, if they would go on to the info at amethod.com and send it in and say they heard the podcast and they want a sample of Bright and I, we would mail them out a sample of Bright and I. Oh, that's great. Awesome. So you heard that. Email info at theamethod.com. Just put in the subject line Bright and I and we will mail you a sample of it for absolutely no charge. That's right. Angelia's gift to you today. That's right. So we added another element to this podcast to, and we close it out each week with a tip that comes from nature. And we talk about how important it is to take care of mind, body, and spirit. And this is something that you're very passionate about. And it's one, it's your personal mission in life. It is. is to help women really think holistically about their lives and their health. And so every week I ask you to come up with one tip you can give to us to help us nurture ourselves naturally this week. So Kelly, we're going to talk about tea bags because we're talking about those on the eyes and it kind of goes back to that. Why, if you put tea bags on your eyes, would they work for puffiness? Because tea draws, it draws out. So when I was a child and we would get like a bug bite or anything that we had gotten under our skin that we needed to get out, we would get one of two things, a tea bag Or I grew up on a tobacco farm and my parents at the time smoked. You could take a cigarette as well and get it wet. You didn't have to chew it or whatever, but get it wet and put it on there like a poultice and it'll draw it out. So, for instance, I was walking one day and I got bit by a mosquito. This has just been in the past year. And, you know, mosquitoes are the deadliest animal in the world. No, I did not know that. They are. They're absolutely the deadliest animal in the world. They carry more disease than anything. And they're probably the smallest, little, bittiest, little aggravating things, but they are the deadliest animal in the world. So when it bit me, I turned around, it was on my shoulder and I saw blood. Immediately when I got home, I slapped a tea bag on there. I got it wet and slapped it on there. It never even got red or puffy or anything. And typically I would whelp up where that happens. So, I mean, I don't always know it in time to get it on there, but since I saw the blood, I knew that. So anytime you have a bug bite of any kind, I'm not saying if it's severe, you don't need more treatment. But one of the first things you could do for yourself is get that tea bag and just get it wet and slap it on there and it'll help to draw it out. If it's warm, like if you could get it wet under hot water, right. that's going to help even more. Any kind of tea bag or green tea bag or just regular old tea bag? I wouldn't do herbal. I would do a real tea. It could be green tea or black tea. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's a very good tip because goodness knows I get mosquito bites down here and those noceums too are oh yeah those are deadly <laughs> i'm telling you it really works and you know anybody listen to this when you do these things and you see that it naturally works we would love to have an email from you getting feedback because honestly the more we can help to heal ourselves naturally the better off that we are yes and you can send those into info at theamethod.com or you can email angelia personally at angelia at theamethod.com also Angelia has offered to, if you're interested in getting on a skincare regimen and you want to email her directly, she will do a complimentary consultation on your skin 
and help you get set up on a regimen of products. So thank you so much for educating us on eye creams this week, Angelia. My pleasure. And I I really liked your nature tip too. Oh, thank you. That was, that was a really good one. So to our listeners, don't forget to follow the skincare Moxie podcast on social media by following the A Method on Facebook and Instagram at the A Method. You can also follow the hashtag skincare Moxie and Moxie is spelled M-O-X-I-E. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast icon at the top right of the screen. We've enjoyed being here with you so much today and hope that you'll join us again next Wednesday. Go forth into the world and share some sunshine today. Until next time.